This is episode number 14 of the Raising Mums podcast. Welcome to Raising Mums, a live weekly broadcast streaming on Facebook and Instagram that inspires mums to live with purpose and intention, to raise their children mindfully and empowers mothers everywhere to own their lives and thrive doing it. Welcome. Hello. Assalamu alaikum. So does your child hate reading? Um, do you wish they would read more, they would read more often, more fluently? Do you wish they would enjoy reading? Maybe they used to be a voracious reader, but now they've just lost interest. Do you have a reluctant reader on your hands? Assalamu alaikum, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. In today's episode of Raising Mums, I'm going to encourage you to get creative and to find ways to help your child fall in love with reading. Um, and before we start, I just want to introduce myself. If you don't know me already, my name is Dr. Gemma Elizabeth. I am the founder of our muslimhomeschool.com and the host of this podcast, Raising Mums. And this is a live, uh, a live broadcast that I do weekly on my Facebook page and on my Instagram, Our Muslim Homeschool. And then after we're done here, I turn it into a podcast and I put it up on my blog, ourmuslimhomeschool.com and on uh, YouTube as well, if you want to go back and watch it again and uh, recap. So I'm just going to take a minute now to have a look who's popped in live. I can see a lot of you coming on on Instagram, which is awesome. Um, and just, you know, as we're chatting, feel free to comment as we go along, tap that little heart thing, ask questions. I will make time for questions at the end. Feel free to chat to one another as well. Um, tell us where you're from and, and let's make this interactive if we can. Walaikum salam, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us. And who have we got here on Instagram? Seda, salam alaikum, so glad you're here. I don't know some of your names, Fatima, so glad you're here as well. Oh, alaikum salam, awesome, there's some great people on, brilliant. Okay, so as I said before, in case you missed it, we're going to be talking about reluctant readers and how we can encourage reluctant readers to get reading. <clears throat> as a child, I used to read voraciously. I used to read so much. Um, and then slowly, as time went on, as I spent more time in school, I read less and less and less. And some of you might be able to relate to that until I got to the point where I was in secondary school and I never read for pleasure. I never read unless it was a school assignment. And I completely attribute that to my experience at school. Um, school taught me that reading was about passing exams, getting a certain grade. It wasn't something that you did for pleasure. Um, and I worry that sometimes at home, we give our children that same impression, even if we're homeschooling. I want your children to, to find reading fun and enjoyable and not to have that stress and pressure that they have at school. It shouldn't be another box that you just tick off a list or a part of a curriculum. It should be something that they love. They should be able to fall in love with reading. And I think with some of the ideas I'm going to give you today, with a loving relationship you already have with your child, given enough time and space, they can develop that relationship with books. You know, we know that, and you, many of you will have heard that, that children who read for fun, who read for pleasure, do better in school. And that's great. That's a wonderful uh, side benefit. But there are so many other benefits from reading. You know, our tradition is based upon knowledge. And what better 
tool, what better um, thing can you give your child than to leave your home and they're able to read fluently, to read and enjoy reading. And then they are in, um, in a place to be lifelong learners and seekers of knowledge. Reading also opens up our eyes because when you read, you see the world through other people's eyes. You experience things that you've never experienced and you probably never will experience again. Jackie Kennedy said, there are many little ways to enlarge your world. Love of books is the best of all. Clever woman. So the first step to encourage your children to read is that they have to fall in love with stories. You will have heard that idea before, I hope, that your children have to fall in love with stories before they actually are motivated to read themselves. And hopefully that begins before they even learn to read. But if it hasn't, don't worry, you can catch up. The way that they fall in love with stories is you read aloud to them. You read aloud and you keep reading aloud to them even after they can read themselves. And that time should be a special time. There shouldn't be pressure, there shouldn't be stress. Um, if they're fidgeting, you cut that time short. You say, okay, next time we're not gonna, we're not gonna read for so long. You read books that they enjoy and it's a cozy, loving time with your kids. And they associate books and reading with an enjoyable, uh, happy moment in their life. The other way that you can get them to fall in love with stories is audiobooks. And we use a lot of audiobooks in our home, as you probably are aware of, um, mostly through Audible, because I find that the quality is sort of guaranteed when you buy through Audible. But there are places you can find free audiobooks. If you checked out my blog a couple of weeks ago, I did 50 plus free resources that every homeschooler should know about. And um, on there are two or three, <coughs> excuse me, two or three places you can get free audiobooks. So go and check that blog post out. I'll leave that linked later on. Um, and, you know, one of the reasons why you might have a reluctant reader is that they might struggle to be reading. So if you have a child who doesn't want to read, maybe they're struggling. Maybe the books you're giving them or the books the school is giving them are too hard. So for that child, with all the love and patience that you can, take them back, take them back to their reading lessons, take them down level, give them easier books until they get to a point where they're fluent in reading and they're more confident with reading. Because you know, as well as I do, that when you're not good at something, you're reluctant to do it. When you find something too hard and too difficult, you don't want to do it. So maybe that is the problem with your reluctant reader. But what I'm really gonna show you and talk about today is not those kids who are struggling to read, but those kids who can read, but just don't want to, for whatever reason, you need to encourage them to get reading and develop that kind of relationship with books and find books a positive experience. So maybe some of you have, have kids like that who can read, but just don't read in their spare time. If you do, give me a thumbs up or a wave or whatever, let me know. Welcome, salam, Surrey. I'm glad you're here. Right, <clears throat> so. How can you get your kids who don't want to read to read? You could try these few ideas, okay? I'm going to go through them quick. If you want me to expand on any of them, just ask me. Just pop a little question up, and when we get to the end, I'll go back and revisit it. So first idea, take turns with reading. So get a book between the two of you and read, if they're a younger child, read a sentence each. Share the book with them. Read a paragraph each. I've done this with my kids. Read a page each. Read a chapter each. When the kids get older um, and they're reading big, thick chapter books, I've done that where I will read the first chapter and I'll get that child used to the, the way you pronounce the names of the people, the names of the places, things that might have been off-putting. 
and then they'll read the next chapter. I'll read the following one. And at some point, you might find that they don't need you to read anymore and they can just they can just read it themselves or you might have to read for them with them uh, the whole way through. The next thing that you need to consider is which books are you choosing for your kids? Why are they reluctant? Is it the books you're giving them? Now, Charlotte Mason talks a lot about twaddle, about how we shouldn't even expose our kids to twaddle ever, never, let alone have it in a house. Now, twaddle are books she considered to have no value. Um, nonsense books, nonsensical books, Captain Underpants books, right? Um, and I'll be honest with you, my kids have read twaddle. My kids still read twaddle. I sometimes read twaddle. Um, and I'll tell you why. And I'm sure Charlotte Mason is completely 100% right. I just haven't haven't discovered what that wisdom was yet. But I'm going to explain to you my experience. When I was a kid, I became a reader through reading nonsense books. I used to read, and maybe some of you did as well, I used to read Goosebumps. I used to read something about high school, high school club, breakfast club, I don't know, something like that, books about ponies, all these silly books but I would read this whole series or a large part of the series. And that's what made me think and identify myself as a reader. That's what opened the doors to reading bigger books and harder books eventually. Um, and I think that perhaps that is the way for reluctant readers, for them to identify themselves as people who enjoy books. Maybe you should start introducing silly books, funny books, uh, books that have a mystery element to them, adventure books, maybe even graphic novels, joke books, funny poetry, um, magazines, comics, or even non-fiction. You know, some kids genuinely prefer non-fiction and they might go through a phase where all they read is non-fiction. I had a child like that as well. And that will grow and develop and they will start to pick up fiction one day, inshallah. Now, not all kids are meant to be readers. You know, just like us, not everyone is a voracious reader, but I really really believe that when your child leaves your home they can pick up a book and enjoy it they when they see then they see they have to read something they don't get scared they don't get nervous they think okay I can enjoy this they can confidently and happily read and enjoy a book they don't have to be voracious readers and these are the tips that I hope you can implement to get to that point um so like I touched on before um collect the series that's a great idea if, um, if your kids are into something like dinosaurs or, or anything, you can find a series of books on it. And I'm going to show you some examples in a minute. Um, books that they can do that they can collect. So they read one, then they get a new book. Then they read that one, they get the next book. And it's almost, you know, it's, it's almost a game in that way. Uh, and there's a satisfaction there of completing the book, of completing series one of whatever. And by doing so, they get excited about reading and that's really what we want. So I'm just going to show you some examples. Now bear in mind that I have the, the boys that I have two boys that are of reading age. My little girl is not at that point yet where she's reading proper books. She's just still on little readers and things. So if you have suggestions for reader of for books for girls, please pop them in the comments uh, and help one another out. So let's see. Okay, so this book, this series of books. How can I take that? Yeah, I Survived. Can everybody see? I Survived. This is a great series. This is historical fiction. Um, and they're set in times when there's a natural disaster and somebody goes 
um, you're following somebody, a child in that time period, and they go through all these adventures during that time period. So there's like tsunamis and earthquakes. Uh, this one is attacks of September 11th. So um, and there's also World War One and World War Two. So I survived as good. I'd say this is for kids, maybe seven to 11. Um, yeah, a few pictures. It's a really nice series. Another series that my boys are into Football, okay, Ultimate Football Heroes. This is complete twaddle, okay? Don't think it's anything other than that. But they read these voraciously. They go to bed and they read them and they're great. There's no um, rude words, there's no silliness in these. This is about football. It talks about football matches and it talks about the life of, of the football player before they reach stardom. So that is the Ultimate Football Heroes and what else have we got oh these are nice this is the magic treehouse series some of you have come across these before these are for slightly younger kids so i would say six five or six plus can you see inside yeah pictures big font and this is this these are the stories of these two siblings a boy and a girl who go back in time to different time periods so again you could call this historical fiction and the children learn about the different time periods but it's just fun and it's an adventure book and there's a whole series of them um, there's also one called Dinosaur Cove. I don't know if I don't have that on me, but my boy, when he was really into dinosaurs, he read, gosh, I don't know, maybe 12 or so of those books. And they really got him into stepping up from readers into real books. And, and that's one of the things that these kind of books can do. And once they get into twaddle in these silly books, then they can move on with your encouragement to harder books. Um, Another thing and a way that you can encourage them to get onto sort of better quality reading is to pick up a book. So let's say, for example, here, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, right? This is a classic, a children's classic. If you look at some of the books that you see of this in the bookstore, you'll open the book up and you'll look at the font and it's so hard to read. There's no pictures and you just think, oh, no. Your child thinks exactly the same way. When you're picking a book for a reluctant reader, you need to look inside. So look at this. The font is large enough, not, not too big. It's spaced out nicely and it's got some lovely illustrations in. I'll try and rotate this. Okay, let's see if you can find. There's lovely little illustrations throughout. Where are they? Colourful. And this is by Usborne. This is not abridged. Okay, that's what I want to advise you as well. Don't get abridged versions of the classics. They ruin them. Don't get the Disney versions of the classics. They ruin them. If you're going to introduce your child to a classic piece of literature, make sure it is unabridged. It says it down there, unabridged and complete. But get them illustrated. Get them pretty like this. All these books, by the way, I will link. There's a blog post coming out that's um, accompanying this video and this podcast. All these books that I'm mentioning, I'll link there so you can find them and check them out yourself. Also, you know, Amazon has that look inside feature. So if you're looking for a book, don't just assume it's okay. Click on that look inside and see, would I read this? Would I feel comfortable reading this? Is the font a nice font? Is it large enough? Are there illustrations? Again, this is The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, a classic children's book, unabridged, complete. But inside, it's got all these cute, fun, vintage um, illustrations Love this book. And this is by Seawolf Press. This went down really well with my son. Story of Dr. Doolittle. Again, classic, but this is illustrated, okay? Um, I'd say the font in here is a bit, bit smaller, but it's still a nice font. It's nice to read. You know, sometimes they have that type font that's just difficult. For example, this one, okay? This is one of the Chronicles of Narnia. 
came in a box set. I bought it secondhand without looking at it. I am not going to give this to my son. Okay. The font is tiny. It's very hard to read. The paper quality is not nice in your hand. It doesn't encourage you to pick it up at all. In fact, it, your child probably wouldn't pick this up for fun unless they were really into that Narnia series. So I'm going to have to get some new books for him, for Narnia. Um, so make sure when you're getting books, you have a look at them. Take a closer look at the font, the illustrations, um, and pick something that you would enjoy reading. The next thing I want to suggest, which may be a bit controversial, is why not use ebooks? What child doesn't love picking up a screen? But but this time, get them reading ebooks on their screen. Um, you can get them from Kindle, but also there are free places that you can find ebooks. And I will leave that in the blog post that accompanies this video, um, some links for that. It's also on that 50 plus free resources blog post that I mentioned. So for those of you who, who want to know, they are um, Project Gutenberg has free ebooks. Um, there's one called Many Books. I think even Oxford Owl has some free um, easy books for kids to read that are ebooks. And once they start reading ebooks, they'll want to pick up real books too after a while. The next thing I want to suggest is that reading should have a purpose for your child. Um, maybe what the books that you choose should be a topic that they love, that they're interested in. Maybe something they're already learning about at school or in your home school. Maybe it's a place you visited or a place you're going to visit. It's the book is set there. Or like we have done as well recently, maybe it's an audio book that they've listened to previously and now they're ready to pick up the real thing. And I think that works really well for reluctant readers because they become familiar with the story, they become familiar with how to pronounce the names, and then when they read the book, it's almost like a satisfaction. You know, they know something's coming, and then they read it, and it's happened. It's worked really, really well with my boys. So we listen to the audiobook, and then either directly afterwards or sometime afterwards, they get the, the real thing and they read it and um, it works really well. If you have fluent readers already, you could do it the other way around. You could, you could get them to read the book and then as a reward, give them the audiobook. Um, maybe you can find a hands-on activity to do with the, with the book, something themed around, um, around the book. If you go on Pinterest, if you type in whatever book it is you're reading and then type activities, there will be so many things out there. These homeschool mums, the creative homeschool mums, have put together so many arts and crafts things, recipes. Um, you can find a lot of things like that. <clears throat> um, oh, and I want to just say, I want to point out, don't do all of these things. I'm not expecting you to do all of these things. Just pick one or two maybe of my suggestions and try it out with your kids. What works for your child may not work for another person's child. Maybe something that I've said or I'm saying uh, resonates with you and try that out with your reluctant reader at home. What I haven't done yet, but I really want to do is most authors today are online. So why don't you get your kid to email or tweet the author? Wouldn't that be amazing, especially if they got a response? Um, so for modern day authors, they're all online. They're all promoting themselves on social media. Get your child to, to write them an email or send them a tweet. Um, I think that would be so much fun. Another thing you could do is your child could read that book with their friends. You could create a little book club. It could just be one friend and they read the book at home and they come together and have a chat about it, talk talk about it. Have Maybe if you're really creative, you could theme the snacks around that book or, or make a little party. 
you could have more than one child. If you're a homeschooler, that's definitely something um, that's easier to implement. You could have a book club for your homeschoolers in your area where they all read the same book. And at the end of the month or whenever, you all get together and have a party themed around that book. Um, and one thing that I've been doing recently, and it's worked really, really well, is get your reluctant reader to be in charge of bedtime story that they have to read the bedtime story to their youngest siblings. And what that does is it gives them a sense of responsibility and purpose. When they see their brother and sister enjoying a story that they are reading, they start to realize that there is something enjoyable about books, that there is something fun. When their brother and sister are asking for more um, for the next chapter or the next section in the book, and, and they are responsible for that, it really helps to, um, for them to have a positive outlook on reading and on books. And very importantly, and you knew I was going to say this, you have to be a role model. You have to show your children that reading is, is a pleasurable experience. Um, it's all very well you saying it and you trying to encourage them to read. But if they see you always reaching for your phone and never for a book, they're going to realise that this is just one of those things that uh, mummy says but she doesn't do herself. And something that I've done because I've, I've got a baby and I'm nursing him is I keep a book next to the places where I nurse and it forces me to remember to read. People often ask me, how do you read so much? Well, I've set up my environment in a way that um, it prompts me to, to pick up a book and read. So I have two places in my home where I typically nurse the baby. I keep one book there and one book on the other one. When I sit down to nurse, I see the book before I reach for my phone and I pick that up. So be an example to your kids. Let them see you reading. And if you're not used to reading, then start. Um, that is just as inspiring to kids, to young kids, to see their mum learning a new skill, to see their mum trying to grow and better herself. Um, so don't worry if you can't remember everything I've just said. It was a long list. Um, I've actually done something for you. On my blog, um, in the blog post that accompanies this video, I've made you a checklist. Uh, I've made you a checklist of all those points that you can print out, that you can download on your phone and keep handy when you need it. So on those days when your children are not playing along, when they don't, don't want to read and you're getting frustrated, you're getting upset, you can just get your piece of paper out, you can download that thing on your phone and check what are the ideas I can do to get my children into reading again? How can I encourage them today to read? Um, so that's free. I'll put the blog post for that up later. I'll let you all know on Instagram and Facebook when that's up. Um, so that's a free checklist for you guys because you know what? I really want your kids to read. It's really... Um, it's something I'm very, very passionate about and I'm giving this to you for free. I don't even want your email, okay? It's free, it's just there for you. All these ideas listed for you to check off and to, to remind you. Um, the next thing on the blog post is the list of all the books I just mentioned and probably some more um, of books that are great for reluctant readers to get them into reading again or just to get them into reading. And again, to remind you this this uh, episode is going to be uploaded onto my blog, ourmuslimhomeschool.com. It'll be uploaded onto YouTube and it's going to be available as a podcast as well for you to continue to listen to. Because I know it's upsetting when your children don't read, when maybe they've got homework from school and it's so stressful trying to get them to do it. Or maybe you're a reader and you just can't understand. It's heartbreaking to see your children not reading and you're worried about their future. 
I understand that. I understand the stresses of that. Um, but there are very simple things you can do. Um, and I hope that those ideas have helped. Um, it's a question I get asked a lot. Um, people send me emails and, and private messages about their worries and their concerns. And I hope those are some ideas that will help you. Um, so if you guys have got any questions, just pop them up now. I'm going to scroll through and see what you guys are saying. Oh, Salam alaikum, Cassia. I'm glad you've joined us again. The topic, I hope you've caught on now, the topic's about reluctant readers. Right. Okay, so um, a sister over on Facebook has asked, um, my kids are older. They are 12, 11, 10, 9 and 4, mashallah. How do I go from private schooling to homeschooling? Because usually people are afraid, like my mum. Can you guide me how to get the book, where to get the books from and how I can help them, please? Okay, so I'm assuming you're in the UK, sister, because it is different for, for different countries. Um, <clears throat> how do you go from private schooling to homeschooling? Well, you know, it really depends on the experience that your children have had at school. If they had a positive experience at school and you're taking them out for different reasons, then you can basically just go straight back into schooling at home. Um, if they had a negative experience, if things were, for whatever reason, painful for them at school, then I would suggest to you a, a period of de-schooling, which is where you do not do any school-like material with them um, for at least a period of two months, if not longer, to help them to develop uh, a positive and, and a better relationship with learning. And so eventually, after those two months, they'll start to want to do activities, to want to do activities that are educational. And then slowly you would ease back into, um, into learning. Can you guide me where to get books from? So I get most of my books from Amazon and I get most of my books from Abe Books, um, if they're vintage books. If you want more information about like specific curricula and you would like me to um, develop a plan for you, then I am going to be launching private coaching, homeschool coaching, uh, this one within a month. Um, so if you can hold on for that, I'll be very, very happy to help you to put something together for your children. Uh, okay, alhamdulillah. Right, let's have a look. What have we got going on on Instagram? Oh, alhamdulillah, a lot of people have popped on. Right. Um, Walaikum salam from Guam. Oh, subhanallah, mashallah. Welcome, Salam, everybody from Birmingham. Awesome. Uh, okay. My 10-year-old helps. My 10-year-old hates reading. I hope this helps. Yes, so do I. So do I. Um, okay. My child doesn't have the patience to read. He lacks concentration. So for him, it might be possible that, I mean, I don't know how old he is, Zara, but um, it might be possible that he's either just too young and you need to take your time with him, give him easier books and lower your expectation. Um, but try some of these ideas, you know, give them a motivation, a reason, a purpose to read. Um, and you might find that he does have the concentration because our kids have the concentration for all kinds of things. They can sit for hours playing Lego. So we know that they can concentrate. They can sit for hours in front of the TV if we let them. So I think, you know, Perhaps, perhaps it's just an issue that he needs motivating. So try, you know, the series, the, the books that are in a series. Try um, uh, or contacting the author, uh, create a book club. All those ideas that I suggested, um, maybe that will help. Someone's saying they read Goosebumps as well. Goosebumps was excellent for vocabulary. Okay. You know, I haven't looked at Goosebumps since I was a child, so maybe it's not as bad as I remember. 
Um, okay, lots of people joined in and waving. Alhamdulillah. Okay. Oh, Janine's popped on. Welcome, Salam, Janine. Thank you so much. I'm glad you enjoyed the topic. If you guys are interested, that's Janine from Gentle Art of Learning. She does brilliant posts about, particularly for younger kids, um, about creating beautiful learning environments for them at home. Okay, so I think that's everything. Oh, welcome, Salam, from Australia. Brilliant. Okay, so I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. So next week, I am going away. But I don't want to leave you guys hanging. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pre-record a video for you and I will post that out on Sunday, but it won't be live. Um, I'll post it out at around the same time. And the topic of that is going to be my favourite homeschool finds of 2019, things that I found over the last year that I thought were fantastic that I want to share with you, and also things that I found for myself self-education. A lot of you asked me about that, so I'm going to share some of those ideas next week. And then I'll be live again the following week. Um, yeah, we're just off to the Lake District, so that should be brilliant, uh, inshallah. So I will post that pre-recorded video for you out on Sunday. Um, it'll be up on Facebook and on YouTube. And for Instagrammers, I will post that. I'll post the link for that um, in my stories so that you can easily find it. Um, okay. Welcome, Salam. Right, okay, so I think we'll wrap that up there. So just to remind you, head over to the blog in a few hours, if you're able, and download that checklist with all those ideas, um, all the main ideas I've mentioned, as well as some more. Um, the book list will be up on the blog as well. And if you want to recap this, if you didn't catch it all, it'll be on YouTube and the podcast Raising Mums, if you prefer to listen on the go. Um, so thank you guys all so much for joining me live. Really enjoyed it. I will see you live again in two weeks' time. Uh, so thank you so much and assalamu alaikum. <laughs>